Sounds like you're chanting. Me, me, mama, moo, me, me, mama, moo. Sounds like Rachel's <laughs> chanting right now. <laughs> the name is sort of a chant, and I'm trying to not get it wrong, but I will. Oh, this is like a, a quote. Oh. <laughs> um, welcome back. Welcome back to One Fry Short. Of a Happy Meal. Welcome to One Fry Short, you know, of a Happy Meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts. Not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. You kind of helped spark the idea. I was going to do one on the never-ending list of like to-do lists and how to handle prioritizing things because Mm -hmm. mental health always falls to the bottom. But Mm -hmm. this to me felt pretty relevant. So in our Substack last week, I talk about five reasons to embrace aging and the things to look forward to essentially as the years come on instead of the things to dread. And the last point I made was about meaningful friendships because as you get older, it feels like the peripheral friends kind of, you know, fade away, peel back. Mm -hmm. and the deeper ones are the ones that stay with you. And I added a line in there about, you know, you find friends that are your own breed of weird. Yeah. And you were like, we should do a podcast on the myth of normal. And I was like, this is so, this, we should, we totally should. And so this week's podcast is all about normal Mm. and what that even means and how, when you look at it, you realize that you don't want to achieve it. Yeah. Because it's not something to strive for. And even if you attain, obtain it, you realize, is this normal? It's the myth. What is Because normal? there yeah. is no such thing. So <laughs> I'm like picking off all of my gel nail polish like a crackhead. You're picking off here. your gel. My face is peeling off. <laughs> like, ugh. good thing we don't do a video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, so I do want to say I – did you – there's a book called The Myth of Normal. Yeah, I looked that up. But it's more about... Did you get immediately anxious when you looked at this book? It wasn't the type of normal I would thought it was. Correct. Okay, yeah. so I thought it was just going to be like, you know, nothing is normal. This book, um, it's written by, I can't remember who it's written by, but it's like a self-help book, and he's written many self-help books. But <laughs> I read the description, and then I read some comments, and one of them was like, if you're in a... Um, place of struggle maybe don't read this I was like hmm, okay that's set okay the disclaimer I will not be reading it thank you so much I thought it was about like the American healthcare, like western healthcare, and about how we're failing people like we're not taking the whole picture into effect that right? it yes okay but I think it's a pretty uh I think it's a pretty pessimistic look on where we're headed and I just can't really take any more of that yeah currently yeah be an Easter person. Okay, be an Easter person. So I found this quote. There's a, there's a really good couple of quotes on normalcy that I might pepper in in this episode, but this one was really good. And it's from a man who I'm going to try to pronounce his name and I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but I could not find a way to pronounce it. Um, okay. Mocha Como, Mocha Coma, Mocha <laughs> I think that's it. But... I went to wow. his, yeah, I went to his website and it's 
funny. This is his, this is how, like, there's nothing on his website besides, like, 12 thoughts. Like, it's a, it's a video. Um, and then it says this. Here's my email. I check my emails on Sundays. Obviously, reading your email will cost me a portion of my life. So please make sure that portion is as small as you can by getting to the point as quickly as you can and leaving out useless sentences such as, such as I love your work and unnecessary words such as hi. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. But he's, he's a philosopher, modern day philosopher, kind of talks a lot about existentialism and... Um, I guess rights and um, mostly just like takes phrases and flips them around and somehow they make more sense. Mm -hmm. So here's what he said. Normalcy or a normal person is what is left after society has squeezed out all of unconventional opinions and aspirations out of a human being. Mm. And it made me realize a lot about where I am in my life and why I am like this because we spend our childhood being molded into societal norms. Yeah. So I think everyone needs some sort of societal norms in order to not have mass chaos, right? Like we need a sort of understanding between us to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just walk into a library and scream hello across the room. Like there's those types of things that <laughs> you realize I'm in a library. So like the norm is to like use a quiet voice. So uh-huh. there are some things that we need to keep our society functioning at a level. But then there are some things where, you know, in school it's the extreme version of like being molded into like, I can't do this right now. I can't do this right now. I can't go to the bathroom until class is over. I can't, say what I want I have to raise my hand and wait to be called on like you know your whole life you're following these rules as to keep the status quo and there are definitely kids who are loud and who don't follow the rules and then you get punished and you're constantly being told don't do that don't do that and as you get older and you get out of this space where these confines of like this is how I'm supposed to behave you get out into the world and you're able to have an opinion that's your own. Mm-hmm. You're able to believe <coughs> what you want to believe in. And you're kind of like, there's cracks in the mold that start to happen and like some light comes out. And then I think that's why people say your 20s are so awkward <laughs> and your 40s and 50s feel very liberating. Yeah, It's because you spend life outside of the structure of the confines of schooling and laws and being under your parents' rule into figuring out who who you are and what you believe in mm-hmm. and what feels right to you and what is normal, quote unquote, to you mm-hmm. into this freeing person of like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the stage I'm, that's where I've been stuck and struggling is mm-hmm. for so long, I, I always followed the rules. I much like Claire in that, like I followed the rules of my Catholic school. I was always, I toned down my voice when I would try to like, you know, pick, pick at how things were because Mm -hmm. I got shut down and I lack confidence because of that. Mm -hmm. And I never trust in myself 
oh, or how I'm yeah. feeling because I don't have these parameters of like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I realize in meetings with my therapist, I'm like, I will tell her, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm thinking and this is how I'm feeling. Is this normal? Like, do mm. other people think this? Mm-hmm. Because I need to know if it's like, I, I just can't trust how I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. I can't trust how to act on it because I don't know what's, what's normal, normal anymore because I don't feel like I am the person that I was growing up. Yeah, I have a different belief set now. I have you know, the religion I grew up in, I'm, I'm kind of starting fresh on everything. So I can't rely on though that set of thinking, but I also don't, I'm not confident in another set of thinking. Yeah, It's this <sighs> weird in between. And I struggle because I am a people pleaser and I'm not going to like, I do burst out with opinion and then I will get retreat. You know, yeah. And then I retreat. Um, and so Hearing him say that, hearing him say it's what's left after society has squeezed out all unconventional opinions and aspirations, you realize like what you once thought was weird is just someone embracing who they are and maybe Mm. going against the norms. Mm -hmm. And to me, that feels good right now. (laughs) Like being weird. Yeah. That has always, to me, like been the opposite of fitting in is what seems like a full life now. Like that seems like a life that's well lived rather than like an average. Like I looked up what normal means and it literally means average. Yeah. I remember this is like for some reason when you were talking, I just remembered my aunt one time, my mom's sister who listens to this podcast. Um, I think I love her. That's Paige. Oh, so this is a different aunt. My my aunts are all fans. Yeah. So cute. They're so cute. Um, she said, (laughs) I remember, I think I was in high school or college and I was like, I I was saying something like, I'm just weird. And she was like, weird is cool. Yeah. (laughs) Not in high school. It isn't. (laughs) And like, I, I've totally like, I think like, if you're not weird, like, I don't, I don't have a lot for you. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't love a like normal conventional person that's Mm -hmm. not really who I like you said in the in in our sub stack like you like you like people and you're friends with people who are your own breed of weird yeah like you know like I just think the more we try to squeeze ourselves into this like mythological mold to like you know go with the stream and be one with society it does like kind of strip you of all of your autonomy and choice to like raise your hand and say actually I don't want to do that I don't want to be like that like even when becoming a mom was very stressful for me because I didn't know what to do I need a guidebook and being normal quote unquote following the status quo it's there like all of the it's you're raised in how you should behave and how you should think and how you should act and it's easy to just sit in that and not sit with the discomfort of not being like that I guess and so I think the first reading Glennon's book Untamed felt like permission to be weird totally and it was for the first time I felt like I had a guidebook that was like it's okay 
it was like the goddamn cheetah that she talks about. Like, it's okay to not want to be in this life that was set up for you. Yes. And to want more out of it. And here are some ways to do it. And I think that was the first experience in reading about someone who kind of is like me, who grew up like me. Yeah, very religious household. Religious, Mm -hmm. into, like, I loved... In college, I was like, when's the next night we can go out and, like, getting boys' attention? Like, all of these things, because I felt like my looks were the thing that was going to carry me through. Like, that was the important thing. And so Mm -hmm. it felt, I don't know, it felt freeing. Yeah, you spend your whole life trying to be normal. Mm -hmm. And then you get to adulthood and you're like, I hate this. (laughs) How do I be the opposite of, I don't want to be normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah, the how how do I not be normal? Is- and then, but then there's this. There's always this pressure to be like. I think society has made it harder for you to not be normal. If you're in, you know, a hetero marriage, getting married and having kids is easy. Even adopting kids mm-hmm. is easy. It's not easy to adopt a kid if you're a single person. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to get married as a same-sex couple you constantly wonder if it's going to get stripped away like they don't life is not made easy for someone who works for themselves as an entrepreneur navigating that life with taxes and income it's hard there's Mm -hmm. a lot you know benefits are tied up in a corporate job there's just so much that is easier in life if you take the quote-unquote normal western way of living yeah but then there are times when I'm comforted by someone saying that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in therapy yeah. or if I'm with a doctor yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm having this thought or I'm having this symptom. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's normal. I think thought processes because we, sh- we don't share them as much. Hence why we're doing this podcast. We just need to be validated because you never hear it from anyone else as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why friendships are so important. Like finding pe- your people are so important because you probably have similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, what is normal is thoughts that aren't normal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like having thoughts that are like, oh my God, having kids was like harder than I thought but I don't want to say it because it makes everyone else makes it look easy. And then you say that and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm thinking that too. And you're like, Oh wait. So the norm is not normal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the not normal thoughts are normal. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels freeing. And I think where this comes from is like people who are considered on the outlier, like the outliers of society just crave to be, what society calls normal. So like I was listening to Jay Shetty Mm. on Dax's podcast and he was talking about how growing up in Britain, he was one of the few, they call him Asian, but like Indians um, in the part of town he lived in. And so they were celebrating Diwali at his school and he had to go up on stage and wearing his sari, sing a song and everyone laughed at him. And so his whole, like people who are looked upon as different, just want to be normal. Mm-hmm. And then it probably, I think it takes them growing up to realize that to appreciate who they are. Mm-hmm. But it's just that beginning stage that just kind of forms you that you 
or trying to get, you're trying to break that your whole life. Yeah. I think the maybe strongest kids are the ones who are weird, Mm -hmm. who don't feel the need to like. Which looking back, you're like, oh, I probably would have been friends with them and I'm mad I wasn't. Yeah. I was too busy being a, probably making fun of them. Yeah. Trying to be like the cool kid. Yeah. It's like that Taylor Swift lyric. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Do you know that song? No, what is it? It's like her, it's her era's tour opener, which I am like trying to learn the songs because (laughs) like I'm not a super fan, but like I'm a fan Uh and she's singing a lot of songs that I don't know. So Uh I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to learn these songs so I can sing them. Yeah. And there's a line in the song where it's like, um, you play stupid games to win stupid prizes. Mm -hmm. It's like a high school thing where you're like, trying to be pretty and trying to be normal and like she also has a her NYU speech is so excellent I think about it all the time have you heard it no okay so she was a weird kid she talks about it in her songs to this day yeah she talks about how she never fit in how she was not the popular kid how her boy like no boys wanted to date her because she was weird yeah and she talks about how like our society puts so much value on being so unbothered and low-key and um you know just almost like mysterious and like I don't post on Instagram that much because I'm mysterious and Mm. you know you keep like this persona of just like I am just here and I'm keeping you at arm's length and yeah yeah and like your job is to be like enthusiastic about who you are yeah and like you know we we're always like trying to tamp down our enthusiasm about something because we don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, it's like she was super enthusiastic about who she was and she was just kind of unapologetic and now she's like, you know, the most famous person yeah. in the world. It really does come down to being unapologetically yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes with limits. You look at Marjorie Taylor Green, and you're like, mm, maybe you should be less of yourself. Well, but. she's a demon, so like yeah. she's actually like a demon, like just she's just like the devil in a human body. Yeah, that's just you know. So Maya Angelou has a quote that says, "If you're always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you could be." I kind of like that. I love that because, I mean, this kind of goes in direct conflict with what we said about Elizabeth Gilbert, but it's the uniqueness in us Mm -hmm. that's being tamped down tamped that's being I have a real life example about this okay tell me so I I feel like we talk about this a lot but I've been writing two different pieces for months about one is about my wedding day Mm -hmm. and one is about how I feel about having kids Mm mm-hmm and they're both a little fringe culture-y. They're not normal. They're actively against the norm. Mm-hmm. In fact, they are like, you know, so opposite of normal that I, I'm paralyzed by them. Mm-hmm. I cannot bring myself to pitch them mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of what people are going to assume about me or... 
I'm just, I'm scared. And I think some of this is like my OCD kind of playing in, but um, I have been talking to my therapist about these two pieces and she was like, maybe you should make a pros and cons list about pitching them. Hmm. And it just feels like relevant to this conversation because like, you know, the counterculture thing is like kind of hard to do. It's like people are going to read these things and assume that like, it's just a scary thing. Mm -hmm. They're they're both like very vulnerable Mm -hmm. about like two of like the biggest things, you know, in your life. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Okay. This made me realize full circle how we started the episode by saying, your teens, your 20s are awkward because you're figuring out who you are. And your 40s, 50s are liberating because you feel more confident in who you are. But how do you get to that stage? You gain confidence by trial and error mm-hmm. and by just doing things. Doing the thing by you learning. don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you learn. And that's how you get to that stage is by figuring out and trying things. Kind of Michelle Obama talks about that. I ended up buying the book, The Light We Carry. Oh, you or did? Yeah, she talks about, I haven't gotten to this point and have this advice in these stories because I lived a safe life. She's like, I walked to the edge and was scared a lot. And sometimes it didn't work out, but sometimes it did. And I think that's how you get the confidence to embrace yourself and embrace your feelings and validate them is by putting them into action, by doing it. I saw this thing the other day and it was like my therapist said something to me that changed my life and it was nobody cares about you. And I mean that in the best way. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Um, so uppers. I still think a lot about our hope episode. I got a lot of good feedback about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that at that moment. Mm-hmm. Hope is something I just need to continuously strive for and just keep in my back pocket. Or just be open to. Sometimes I feel like I like shut myself off from like, there is no hope. Don't even talk to me about it. You yeah. know? And if you're just open to maybe letting the light in. Mm-hmm. I get it. I It was so necessary being open to it. 100%. I think it's what we need for human survival. Absolutely. It's like to keep living. Yeah. To wake up every day. Yes. Yeah. We need it. And even on, this is like so lame, but even we talk about the weather a lot. Like I sent a picture to Jamie of my face in the sun. Did I, or did I just text you this weather? Maybe I just the, took the picture because I was like, maybe we should post pictures of our faces in the sun because I feel like a dog <laughs> with my head out the window. I do that. I, sometimes I'll just go out there and lay in the grass. Yeah. I just need my, fa- I feel like a golden retriever. I just need that. And I close my eyes. Like I need that sun on my face. Everyone just, needs that. That to me feels like hope where I'm like, we made it through this long, cold, like sad winter and I'm here so brutal and so hope feels like sunshine to me and like yeah, Saturday it was you know 40 degrees again and cold and rainy and I was like but tomorrow there will be sun he is risen <laughs> <laughs> and seen <laughs> what's your uh, my upper? upper what is my upper 
Mm-mm-mm. It's really desolate out here. Making jewelry. Making jewelry. Um, I do. I think my upper is that I feel like I have made some real progress with my therapist. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's proud of yourself. Are you proud of yourself? Uh, I don't know if we've made that much progress. Oh, stop. (laughs) I have a hard time being proud of myself. It's like fucked up. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Rachel. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Over and out. Congrats, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at One Fry Short Pot. See you there.